The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At daybreak, on the first day of the week, the women who had come from Galilee with Jesus took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were puzzling over this, behold, two men in dazzling garments appeared to them. They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. And then they returned from the tomb and announced all these things to the eleven and to the others. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. The others who accompanied them also told this to to the apostles, but their story seemed like nonsense, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, bent down, and saw the burial clothes alone, and he went home amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. I cannot tell you how many times I've read this gospel, and I've lost track of the amount of times that I've prepared homilies and other presentations based on it. But a few weeks ago, when I began to prepare my homilies for the Triduum, I found myself asking a new question. Because this is what we just heard. At daybreak, on the first day of the week, they... Mary, Mary, Joanna, and a few other women who accompanied them took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they were surprised to find that the stone had been rolled away. Now, do any of you, are you left with a question based on that? Did any question come to mind? Because I'm sitting here thinking, What were those women planning to do? I mean, they had spices. Were they going to go anoint the stone? Were they going to go roll it away themselves? Like, what was the plan here exactly? And I thought, surely there has to be a logical answer to this because it seems really important. (coughs) And so I searched, and I searched, and I asked friends, and I read commentaries, and that they recognize, and all that they recognize is that there's a fair amount of inconsistency between the gospel accounts themselves and the other historical sources about what actually occurred. In other words, I left pondering my question. But maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. Flannery O'Connor writes that mystery is the great embarrassment of the modern mind. And there's the tragedy that we have to resolve all mystery. We can't just let it be. We can't rejoice in it. We can't celebrate it. We can't affirm it as an aspect of our lives. Because after all, 
Mystery is an aspect of our lives. And mystery is the challenge. It's an invitation, she concludes. A wonderful companion, actually. Over the past few days, we've been contemplating the limitations of our mentalities, how we tend to think that everything is limited. The resurrection, it seems to me, is the ultimate example of God's abundance. Nothing is impossible with God. The rules simply do not obey. In 1965, the late Rabbi Abraham Heschel wrote that as civilization advances, the sense of wonder declines. And I would argue that this sense of wonder, which we most certainly see best in our children, is humanity's most compelling trait. Our sense of wonder might be our most compelling trait. It's the seed of innovation and progress, the stimulus of love and relationships. It's what leads us here, to the place where we can encounter the magnanimity of God in a single piece of bread. Wonder is where poetry and science meet. Wonder is where action and contemplation are inseparably blended. Ultimately, it's what prepares our hearts for the awesome encounter with life, not the facade of life that we usually settle for, but the much deeper transcendent reality that refuses to settle for the good when we know that beyond the horizon of our own imagination, there is something even greater waiting for us. If we only have the courage to let go of what keeps us safe, Now, it's not to say that we suspend our rationality, but rather that we not suspend our sense of wonder and mystery because the first glance, something doesn't quite fit. This is precisely what we've been trying to get over the last few days as we've journeyed together. We don't have to understand everything, but just because we don't doesn't mean that there's not a good answer. It just means it isn't what we need to know right now. In fact, maybe these days we would be well served with a little less knowledge and a little more belief. And in the case of this account, just to settle that down, we have to remember that we had an oral tradition long before the details were written down and I'm okay with recognizing there may be a few gaps in the story, but there could be, there could even be a purpose so that we are reminded this evening that God's abundance makes impossibility possibly wondrous. A happy Easter to each and every one of us. May the abundance of God flow each and every day of our lives. May we be inspired by the mysteries that we celebrate these days. May they lead us into a deeper relationship with God and one another.